You've got a lot of sausages and things that just come to their head and... And it chipped it away again! Toby Flood. God's sake! He pulled my scrub cap off and he squirted water in my face and you're not allowed to do that. Shut it off! Shut the confidence off! What a yoga! <laughs> Welcome everyone to another episode of the Waste High Rugby podcast. Podcast that no one asked for, but you're going to get it anyway. I'm here... As usual, with Tom and Adam, um, but I'm also joined by two very special guests, Sonny uh, and Jamal, the uh, the father-son combo that everyone's been talking about recently, the whole of Norway, and it seems outside of Norway as well. How are you, how are you fellas doing today? Yeah, good. Still a bit sore, but uh, yeah, good. <laughs> yeah, about the same. Getting better, but it's still uh, a few things. My neck, shoulders, back. Yeah, I was going to say, how's the how's the body after often the weekend's game? I'll ask. You, I mean, Jamal, you should be all right because you're young. But how are you? How's how's the body going, Sonny? Yeah, it's all right. It's um, I just got a big bruise on my thigh from the um the semi final we had the week before, um, and a cork, but uh, it's getting better, and I'll be good for the game next week uh, on Saturday for the grand final. Yeah, awesome. Um, great. I mean, let's let's. Adam, don't don't need to know who you are, mate. You you're usually all right. So, um, yeah, I'm good. Thanks, Jack. Cheers. Yeah, feels no worries. So welcome and so wanted here. I'll, <laughs> I'll be quiet, unusually quiet for a little bit. All right. Right. Well, I mean, we've got the vice captain of the uh, of the union national team and the vice captain of the of the league national team in one room together. So it's like a it's like who's who of Norwegian rugby in here today. I feel, uh, I feel, I feel privileged. Um, but yeah, no, we we've got loads to talk to you about today. But the first half of it will be, will be very league focused. We'll talk about the game that happened on the weekend. We'll talk about Sonny and and Jamal and their kind of rugby journeys, as well as previewing the the final, the league final between Hogson and Lidstrom that's happening on Saturday. As well as we'll maybe talk a bit of NRL, uh, the grand final that's just happened in one of the. One of the best, one of the best games of either code I've seen for a long time. So, um, yeah, I mean, let's start with, let's start with you two. So, Sonny and, and Jamal, how was the weekend? For those of you who don't know, we played Norway, played the Netherlands, went down to the Netherlands to play the Netherlands in in a game rugby league. Sonny was vice captain, and Jamal was making his debut. Um, ended fifty two twenty two, uh, fifty eight twenty two to the to the Netherlands in what was a pretty physical physical game but um we as Norway we look we looked really good when we started when we started running the ball um scored some really nice tries how did you how did you guys see the game have you got any have you got any insights for us to review the game how how did that go yeah well I'll I'll start a little um we we started off as usual pretty slow um just the uh we're not getting enough games as a national team together or trainings uh but once we kind of found that groove then we got into it and then we started putting on points and started doing our thing um but yeah it's just that not having enough games together oh not having enough games or trainings together um it's kind of what shut us down a little bit at the start and then at the end, it was just a few, a few of those guys 
had a bit of individual brilliance, chip and chase and regather and yeah. That's kind of well what I seen in the game. Yeah. Jamal? Yeah, it's um because we don't play enough together, sort of, I guess. And then um, it was it was a bit of a slow start getting into it. But once we got into it and started playing that footy, then we started putting on, like, we started scoring tries and playing well with our shape and all that. And then we come out in the second half really well. Those few minutes, or the, the most, most of the second half was really good. That's where we played a good footy and then... Uh, they scored a few points and we put our heads down a bit, and that's that's when they run away with it a bit. So, but yeah, they, yeah, they seem to um, seem to be like they kind of got on top pretty early, and then you guys started scoring, and then the belief came in, and then they they went up the other end and and scored. I saw they were giving away. You guys put them under so much pressure; they were giving away loads of penalties in that sort of middle middle bit of the second half, and I thought, here we go. This this might be on here, and then yeah, they went up the other side and 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 scored a few at the end, which is a shame. Yeah, that, that that's that's kind of how how Norway has been over the past few years, just because of the same thing. We don't have enough games and enough trainings together. Um, but once we find our groove, we get going, and then then we have the belief we're like, wow, we can do this. We've got this, um, and then we kind of find that if one thing goes wrong. We just all put our heads down, um, and then the other team has the opposite. Where they've trained so long, they know and played together. They know, okay, that's only one little mistake. Let's get back on top, and then they just start rolling again. So, yeah, how many training training camps and stuff did you guys have before before this game altogether? There was there was three camps. The first one was uh, to kind of select the team. Um, and then we had two, uh, yeah, two before the game. Uh, I think it was a month and a half in between each training camp. Right. Okay. Um, and that's for a Saturday. Um, and the problem is to get everyone from all over Norway together. Um, so yeah, we've, we had two, two good trainings before this game. Adam, yeah, no, I, I hear you there, mate. I think it's a it's a theme that runs through both uh, both codes. I think we'd we'd always love to have a bit more time to train together. But what what my question to you guys was, um, and maybe I'll give this to to Jamal actually. Um, what was uh, how were you feeling like? It, obviously, being your debut, uh, and obviously playing with your old man there on the pitch. Um, what how, what how were you for, personally feeling before going into this game, mate? Yeah, it was. Um... Well, I have to say it's uh, one of the big games I've ever played, so it's it a bit nerve-wracking. But to have uh, your old boy next to you, the one that knows you best, and the one that I know if anything ever happens, he's he's the first one to jump in for me. So it's a bit like security, isn't it? Because the big vice captain is the veteran who's been there for many years, and I would say he's one of the biggest. Guys. So if anything happens, he's always the first one to come over my shoulder and back me. So it's it's a bit more rich with that. But yeah, yeah. so so. so so grow, growing up, if uh, any of your mates at school were giving any jib, did you say, would you just say, "Oh, my dad could beat your dad"? <laughs> yeah, was, that... I yeah, one once or twice maybe. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, nice mate. I mean, then Sully. So uh, similar question to you, but obviously you're you, you're a veteran. You've you've been around it a while. But 
Uh, what was it like for you, mate, like in the change rooms, obviously going out there with your son? Uh, what what was going through your mind just before the game, buddy? Yeah, the build-up uh, build got a lot of kind of uh, press about it. And it, it didn't really hit me until, like I said, we got into the change rooms and we started getting dressed and I was watching my son put the jersey on and I was like, oh, this is it. This is what I've been waiting for all these years. I've told myself the best thing could ever happen to me in my rugby league career is to get one game with my son. And, uh, yeah, I seen him put the jersey on, try it on, and just, yeah, tears came to my eyes. And I was like, yeah, you can't beat this moment right here, right now. So I gave him a big hug, and I was like, fuck, this is it, mate. I've been waiting for this day for years. And then, uh, yeah, then we came out, and I was... I was the most proudest person on that field, I'm pretty sure of it. Um, to see my son debut, me, vice-captain, and him, uh, I think he scored 16 or about 22 points or something. Can't get better than that, <laughs> you know? Yeah, he's he's decent, any of your kid. He's not yeah. a bad He's not a bad rugby player, is he? Yeah, well, he's, yeah, you know, he's he's got a he's got a name to live up to, so <laughs> I'm, I'm so glad he showed me that he can do it. And it's like they say, there's, there's no one else who would be prouder of you um, that you're better than them in a sport than your father so I yeah I was super proud that he just smoked me and a lot of the other guys in that game I was like that, oh, yeah my son <laughs> how, like how old are you now sorry how old are you now Jamal uh, 21 this year 21 yeah, so yeah still a, still apart how, how, how old did you hold that yeah I'm 40 I just turned 40 in August <laughs> wow yeah a few miles so what work now adam for you then mate yeah yeah no i was in the clock for you <laughs> no but jamal i mean uh what, what's he, what's he like is it is it critic is he is he is he is he pretty is it tough love with sonny for you or is he uh is he a good supportive like because I, I know i've played with players whose dads have been the coaches or they play with their dads and normally find that like the dads are the harder on their kids than they are the other guys what what's sonny like with you when it comes to rugby yeah, I mean, it's both ways. He's um, he's the one that's not scared to uh, give it to me straight, which is it's a good thing as well. A good day if I make a take or something, could be yeah, the book into me. And um, but he's also that reassurance of like back yourself, do what you think's right here, take over. Like in the past, they're good at, and then uh, I have to spray him sometimes myself because he gets a bit silly on the field and starts throwing bad offloads. But it's a very well balanced thing. He's uh, he's my hardest critic, but he's also the one that's yeah, telling me to back myself most of the time. And yeah, awesome. What's he like in? Uh, what's he like in trading? Does he ever run at you in trading, or do you see? Uh, do you give him? <laughs> do you give him a wide berth? Nah, we we've, uh, we've, we've tested it a few times uh, <laughs> a couple of years ago now. So I'm, I can't say right now, but uh, he definitely brushed me up like I was a little speed bump. Little mosquito got sweated up, and then they uh, haven't really tested it so far. But yeah, we have like oh. the cool thing of he doesn't run over me too hard, and I won't go at him too hard with well, So, <laughs> uh, mate, uh, you're not you're not the first, and you won't be the last person who he's who he's swatted <laughs> like a fly, myself <laughs> included. <laughs> yeah. There's a few extra kilos between me and Jamal, so <laughs> that's sort of yeah. Now there is, yeah. Give it a few years and. Give a few more pints of beer and Jamal will be up there as well, I reckon. <laughs> I've heard uh, he was about 
my size and he was my age and then it just it just eventually shows up hey the gut just shows up and stuck with it yeah Jonesy knows about that don't you mate oh mate I, I was just so happy to have a kid myself so I could justify my dad bod <laughs> I got a kid and then all of a sudden like it justified my bad humor so my dad jokes are coming out I already had the gut for it so I was like happy days well mate honestly uh Sonny I mean like I say, I've got, I've got a, a four and a half year old um, at the moment, and the thought of being able to play rugby with him, like you said, I, I can't even fathom it. But uh, that must be like, like you said, you had tears in your eyes. I mean, that's uh, it hits home with me. You know, any fathers out there as well to be able to do that kind of thing, mate. It's, uh, we did actually do a Google search, and we think it is the first time, certainly in rugby, that an international's played with a father and son, mate. So uh, that's a massive, massive achievement, mate. And uh, much respect, buddy. Like. Uh, I just I, I can't even begin to feel how how proud you must have felt me. So fucking good on you, buddy. Yeah, it the, 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 when it really really hit like like I said it hit in the sheds. But when we were standing out there uh, with the national anthem uh, and my son put his arm around me, that's when and I was sitting there looking at my wife and the kids, my daughters. They all had their sporting gears on. That's when it just went. I was like, oh man. Uh, and uh, even though I am Australian, I get I get to represent the country that I love. I'm living in now, and um, yeah, just with that national anthem on, my son put his arm around me, hit home. I was like, yeah. "This is it." <laughs> when's your um? When's your next game? So you'll be able to do that again soon, hopefully. Yeah, I think it is the fourth of November. This is the Grizz uh, Yeah, against Greece. Ooh. Yeah. Um, and that's in Norway. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, so you're going to have a home game against Greece. They, yeah. Yeah. They were in the World Cup, weren't they, Greece? They did. They knocked us out of the World Cup. Yeah. Yeah, I've actually heard about this because it's actually going to be in Sandnes. Uh, there's going to be like yeah. a kids' tournament on the same day, the Raiders' Cup. So yep. they're going to have that. So you're going to have a pretty good support, I think, because there's been a good, uh, the youth um, around Norway, they're traveling pretty well to tournaments at the moment. So you're probably going to have about 100 kids there. Um, yeah. And it's, and it's going to be in the stadium as well. I think it's the same stadium, which the grand final is on this 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 Saturday, I believe. Uh, and I've heard on the grapevine, there's going to be a few um, NRL players playing in that game. So that's going to be pretty tasty. You're looking forward to that one? Yeah, that'll be fun. I would like it better if we had a few NRL players, but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Greece will have a few of them. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm I'm up for the challenge. I'm always up for the challenge. Once I put that jersey on, if you start, if you start bashing, bashing current NRL players around, then you can just uh, the older you get, like Josie said, the older you get, the better you were as a kid. You could say, you know, I would have been in the NRL. From judging from my performance, so just uh, you know, it was my choice that I wasn't playing in the NRL. Yeah, well, I, I actually went down to London. When you played uh, Greece in, I think it was like 2016, 17, wasn't it? And you played them in the in London. Was that right? We yeah. Greece. I, I, I was actually at that game. I travelled to watch that game. Actually, um, I think you guys, you guys put up a good show that day. Uh, they weren't like there wasn't like you know wasn't like worlds apart sort of thing. So. You know, you never know what could happen on the day. You just give it your best, you know. But, but what, what are yeah. your thoughts that game like? Well, yeah, 
the game in London when we played Greece, it was the same thing. We started off, we kind of got blown out of the park for the first 10 minutes. Um, and then we started playing our game. And then we held them pretty good. Uh, the start of the second half, we came out and we just, we were in it. We were playing our game. We were scoring tries. Greece was a bit shocked, like, whoa, what happened to these guys? Where did they come from? And then um, the same again, individual brilliance from a few NRL stars um, just blew us out of the water at the end. So we're really looking forward to this one now to see we've got a fresh new young team. Um, our players who played the game just now against uh, the Netherlands, they're young and ready to go. So I'm really looking forward to this one. No, it should be a cracker, yeah. We'll, um, we'll make sure we you know advertise that and we might get Liam on as well before before that one to just talk through rugby league in Norway and and the challenges and, and the coaching and stuff there. Um, but I think as people can can hear and as you've alluded to, you don't sound, neither of you sound Norwegian, uh, neither of you got Norwegian names. Um, it would just be really good to kind of get get a bit of background about about you, both, both Sonny and, and Jamal, about, you know, how you, where you grew up, what 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 you did, you know, where you grew up playing rugby, how how did your rugby journey start? And then also how did you get to Norway and how did you get involved with, with Lillestrøm Lions and then also the national team? I thought yeah, you were going to say. I thought you were going to say, "How did they meet?" Then. Oh, <laughs> how did they meet? No, no, no. <laughs> uh, sorry, man. <laughs> um, yeah, well, we're, uh, we're both from Australia. Um, my dad's Aboriginal. My mum's Papua New Guinea, half English. Uh, we grew up in Cairns, born in Cairns, and grew up there. Um, and in Cairns, as you know, North Far North Queensland, it's a rugby league town. Um, so it was just natural to follow in your father's footsteps. My dad played rugby league. Um, I played a bit of rugby league, but I, I wasn't really into rugby league in Australia. I was more into Aussie rules and rugby union, um, and athletics. That was kind of my thing. Um, but then as I got older, I kind of went across to rugby league. Um, yeah. And then. Um, I had Jamal when I was uh, 18, uh, so then I kind of had to put those things on hold for a little while, um, my Aussie rules and my rugby union and my athletics, um, and then I kind of got back into it after a couple of years that I realised, oh, I can, I can, I'm able to do both, have a small family and continue. Um I just wasn't at that level I was when I stopped, but happy to get back into it. Um, and then I was playing, yeah, just in local A grade, reserve grade, just playing wherever I could pretty much in any code, anything with oval ball, mm. I was in it. Um, and then I met my wife uh, in Australia. She was studying. Um, and then the rest is gone. history moved out oh, to Norway. The age-old story. Yeah, he's Norwegian, I assume. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. The age-old story of the Norwegians going out into different parts of the world and then dragging men back with them to Norway. Yeah, yeah. Bring, bringing home a live souvenir. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I've got a couple of Aussie mates here in Stavanger who've got similar things. They call themselves sexual refugees. Yeah, yeah. they had to come over with the missus. Sorry, Jamal, mate. Sorry, that's how you were made. Unfortunately. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, yeah, mate. That's it. It's it's a, it's a story, but it's a nice story if you can get it, mate. <laughs> yeah, and then um, so I've been in Norway now, going on sixteen years. Um, I started off playing rugby union for Oslo, Oslo Rugby Union Club. Um, but because I was living in Lillestrøm, it was a little bit far to travel, and um, I was close mates with Warren Hiley. Um, so then we kind of decided to try and start a rugby league and I was one of the first to to start up Lillis from Rugby League Club with him and another guy Bjorn so I've I've been yeah, with the uh, Lillis from Rugby League Club from the start 2009 we started um, yeah so I've been there with them from the start and played every year with them and yeah won the premiership last year with them yeah awesome how how many teams were in the league back in when you started playing for Lillestrøm when you set up the club? <laughs> we started with Lillestrøm and um, a group of guys who were interested in Oslo. That was it? That was it. Nice. Um, Lillestrøm, I think we were like five or six guys uh, who were fully keen. And then we just had a few ring-ins, a few other lads who on the day weren't playing Union and wanted to play an extra game. And, yeah, so we were just calling in all of our mates who we knew, and that's kind of how it all started, kind of thing. Happy days, that's just awesome. But um, a quick question for for Jamal. Um, so, how old were you when you started playing rugby, and uh, where was it you started playing rugby? Did, I assume you moved over to Norway when you were pretty young. Was that right? Or uh, the uh, start of rugby was what age do you start? It's like six or something, six or seven. So I've been I've been playing footy since uh, I can remember kicking the footy in the backyard type of thing in that ends, and then um, yeah, I've been in Australia most of my life. I done a, a stint over in Norway in like the fourth grade, like eleven or something. Is it? Yeah, yeah, about that. And then that's when I learned to my Norwegian. Uh, started really running at school, and then. Uh, yeah, it was, it was mostly back and forth, um, holidays in Norway and then uh, living in Australia till I finished uh, primary school. And then there was, yeah, there was a, bit, a bit of plans of uh, living here, but then I decided I'll stay in Australia and finish uh, my schooling. And uh, footy was going really well in Australia, so I, I kind of stuck with it there for a bit. I was um, 15, I was getting into uh, like... Uh, the representative teams and then getting called up uh, a few managers I was signed with a, a management like system sports management wasn't it management PSM I think it's called so when you say representative so sorry just to, you 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 spent your childhood in Australia and then Norway every now and again yeah so you, play, you played you grew up playing rugby in Australia in Cairns yeah, yeah in Cairns. right awesome and then the the representative teams, what was that? Queen was that Queensland or was that Cowboys or Queensland? Um, so it's like the state representative sides uh, before. Oh, nice. in there. I was I was in all of those. Uh, I was making uh, North Queensland Marlins was uh, probably the highest I got out of rep teams. Um, and then uh, I was uh, I was training at training camps with the uh, Brisbane Broncos and uh, North Queensland Cowboys. I was in those years, and then I, I stuck mostly with the Cowboys. I got into the Northern Pride 
in Cairns when I was in that from about 16 to 18. And then uh, I graduated high school and I thought, I'm going to go do something different. So I moved over to Norway. And then, yeah, <laughs> that's all awesome. Over to Norway. So you gave up your gave up your rugby dream for the uh, the, the cold and darkness of, of Norway. <laughs> Everyone asks me all the time, "Why did you move to Norway?" And I was like, "I don't really know the answer to it yet." But <laughs> maybe the fella on yeah, maybe the fella on the screen next to you had, might have had some something to do with it. And not, yeah. nothing to do with me, Jack. There's nothing. No, no, yeah, yeah, no, nothing to do with Jones. <laughs> when he when he was talking, no. yeah. So you played. We, so you played decent level then, and you were in sort of the, I guess, sort of the academies or the feeder clubs for for the NRL. Did you? I know you're pretty young, so did you play with anyone who people might know of? Did you? Did you play yeah, yeah. Any, any superstars? Uh, Sam Walker, um, right. it was me, Sam Walker, Brent Hura, um Xavier Savage, and uh, Reese Walsh. Oh wow! You played Reese Walsh, yeah. And then uh, at the Cowboys, we had Hilam Luki, um, uh, Hamaso. Hamaso is actually a good friend of mine. Wow! Yeah. So there's a few boys that come out of it that, um, and then there's a lot of more. They're in like the, the, uh, what like what's the, the under, sort of team. A lot of the boys are training with them still and trying to break into that. Just short. Who is the best out of all those? Because, I mean, yeah, those guys are superstar Queensland, Queensland representatives now, aren't they? Like, they're proper. Who is the best out of those guys? Apart from your dad, obviously. Yeah, i got to say, uh, my personal favourite was uh, Xavier Savage. He's oh, right. To play with him for many, many years. Uh, he was real cool-headed. Reese Walsh, he's obviously he's a superstar. He's a freak uh, from the day I met him. Yeah, but he's uh, he's he's as he was. He's had got that head because he knows he's good. He he definitely deserves it. Yeah. He is, but yeah, he's always had that head about him that he's uh, he's the best man there, which he was to be fair. But yeah, Xavier Savage was just a humble guy. Love playing with him as well. Nice. So who do you guys? Uh, what's your team in the NRL then? Because you've been flitting about between please, but like, what's your? Do you support the same team or do you support different teams or? or... Or what's going on, Sonny? No, it's then. Yeah, we're different, completely different teams. We are. Oh dear. Yeah. Uh for some weird reason, uh, since I was, I think maybe twelve, thirteen. Uh, I'm the Parramatta Eels. Oh right. Yeah. For some weird reason, I've been Parramatta Eels. Um, that's my team, and everyone knows it, and everyone gives me shit for it. Back home in Queensland, they're like, "Why do you support Parramatta Eels?" I'm like, oh, "I don't know. It just." happened and uh yeah fair enough and what about you jamal uh the there's melbourne storm before they were good it was just uh greg inglis and billy slater were just uh those guys that that was like greg inglis he plays for the storm billy slater he plays for the storm that's uh one more do you need in the team yeah right so you two you two boys are from far north in queensland queensland territory and you both one of you sports a team in Melbourne. One of you sports a team in Sydney. Nice. <laughs> yeah. We're not. Uh, no, but you sport Queensland though, not New South Wales. Oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Okay. You probably get. You wouldn't be allowed back in the in the uh, in the state if you said that, would you? 
I think we'd be disowned from our family if we supported yeah. our <laughs> Family's a diehard Queenslander. Yeah. Awesome. Um, yeah, so I mean, that's really great. I mean, it's really, really interesting backgrounds from from you two, and and really great stories. And uh, yeah, Jamal, I didn't realise you you played with those guys, so that's 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 amazing. People don't know who, especially people listening who are more union heavy, who don't know a huge amount about Lee. Look up, look up, Reese Walsh. He is, um, yeah, like Jamal said, he's a freak, and he's he's taking the NRL by storm, and he's. Yeah, he's the same age as you, and he's twenty or something. Dick. Yeah, yeah. So look him up. It's he's unbelievable. Ezra um, man, let just say real quick. Ezra uh, man, Ezra man was at the carnivals. Um, one of the last carnivals I played. Yeah, he's playing for a Brisbane team, and uh, yeah, he, he was just he was just as freaky. He's just like pulling stuff out of nowhere. He's just the way he sees the field is correct. Yeah. And Ezra Mam just scored a hat trick in the in the grand final, didn't he, at the weekend? Yeah. So yeah, I mean, you played with some serious players. That's really, yeah, that's really impressive. Um, talking about grand finals, we've got one coming up on Saturday. Yeah, it's from Lions versus the Augustine Sea Eagles. Yeah, yeah. we're trying to get back to back. Yeah, how are you? Um, let's preview that game. How are you? How are you? How are you feeling about this? Uh, oh, Jamal, you you want to go? You go. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. So we versed them the other week, and they were, uh, it was a away game for them. So it's a bit hard to tell how they're going to be. But uh, our team, we've we've been together for a good uh, three years now. Like the boys that are coming in our team, have stayed, and um, yeah, we've. We're practicing together, which it helps a lot when you train together all the time and it keeps the team consistent as the same players. It just, uh, I feel very confident. Uh, yeah. I'm back in the boys. I feel like uh, we got a two piece in us. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's going to be a tough one. Uh, the Haugesson boys, they're, they're a big team. Um, the wingers, the centers, the fullback, they're all a big team. Uh, we've We've got a a lot of young guys, um, a little bit smaller, uh, a little bit quicker. So we're going to try and use that to our, our advantage. Um, we're, we're definitely not going to win it up the middle with them. But, uh, yeah, that's the only way I know how to go up the middle. But, yeah, we won't win that <laughs> battle. But it, it'll be good. It'll be a good game. Uh, yeah, and like Jamal said, I'm, I'm back in our team. Um, they gave us a good run the other week. So we, we both know what we're in for come the grand final. Awesome. Joe, yeah. you're going to be there, aren't you, mate? Yeah, I'm going to be there. Um, and anybody else that's going to be there, please come and grab me because we're going to do uh, a Waystyle Rugby podcast uh, on the road. So we're going to be interviewing people on the side, get people's views on the game, get people's views on, on what they thought. Um, but yeah, just wanted to know if you boys, are you you lads staying overnight over in this area when you come over? Yeah? Nice. Yeah, because there's no flights out um, that evening. So we we have to we have to stay overnight. Oh, my shame! Well, it just, just so happened, just so happened, yeah. it's my it's my birthday this weekend, and uh, we'll be hitting the town. And when we go hard, us boys, we say we're going to get leaguey. So when we go on the so 
Yeah. We're just going to get leaguey. So if you boys are looking for somewhere and you need a, a tour guide around some angling, the best places, hit me up, boys. We'll uh, we'll have a, share a couple of beers and hopefully it might be winner's piss for you. But uh, if it's not, we'll still get on it, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. That sounds good. Uh, I think, yeah, like, either way, we're going up. It's, uh... <laughs> You're not old enough to drink, are you, Jamal? Oh, I'm just growing my mustache. I don't know if you can see it. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Yeah, just, just be careful if you get milk on that, mate. The, uh, the cat might lick it off. Uh, <laughs> but no, as you said, as you said, I love like there's, yeah, when you get loose, you get leaguey, but then there's leaguey and then there's North Queensland leaguey. That, I mean, that's a different level of loose, isn't it? You guys must have, well, maybe not you, Jamal, because you uh, you're from the newer generation, but Sonny, you must have some stories about your time. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, th- th- that's a different kind of getting loose, man. Uh, the far north <laughs> Queensland bus trips and trips away. Uh, you got anything you can share on on the pod, or is it too uh, not safe for work? <laughs> uh, I just remember one bus trip. Uh, my first representative team as under eighteens. We went with the under eighteen reserve grade and A grade team on a bus. Um, so we were all under eighteen. We weren't allowed to drink. Once we started the bus, we all kind of sat there nice and quiet. By the time we got back to Cairns from, I think it was Townsville, which is a four-hour trip. Jesus. Almost, yeah, all of the under-18s were very sick. A few of them were sleeping in the aisles, and yeah, it was messy. Oh. Yeah. It was a good trip. <laughs> awesome. I feel, like the, I feel like there's more to that story, but you can't really tell us. But yeah, we'll, we'll fill yeah. the gap. One day. day. (laughs) Uh, um, Yeah, awesome. So, uh, have we got a score prediction from you boys for the weekend then? Oh, we'll go with you, Sonny, first. Um, We played them last week and it was, what was the score there, Jamal? 28-12, I think it was, or 28-14. Yeah, I, I I think this game will be a lot closer. So I'm I'm gonna say twenty four to eighteen. Nice. I assume so you boys. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. 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 I'm like, far off that thing, I'd say about Yeah, they're gonna be about a four point difference. So uh, twenty to sixteen. That's what I'll go with. Awesome. No, um, and uh, um, I would, I would, I would have loved to have come over there, but I'm actually playing this weekend, so, uh, so I won't be, I won't be coming. League and Union on the same weekend is good. Uh, yeah. Good week. Good yeah, weekend. But, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, Adam, have you got, have you got anything else to, to ask? No, nah, nothing to ask really. Just wanted to again just say how uh, proud that you've done the Norwegian uh, community rugby community guys. Like and obviously I'm I'm a, a union focus myself, but anything to do with the overboard, like you said, Sonny, it's all good and uh keep doing what you're doing, boys, and you go hard on Saturday and hopefully we can meet up for a couple of frosties after and we'll uh we'll have a good chat then, mate. But uh, very good having you on the pod, boys. Thanks for having us. Yeah, just um be careful of be careful of Jonesy trying to get you to sign up for Stavanger when you uh <laughs> When you when you do it on the weekend, it'll sign you up, and then you won't be able to play for anyone else. And then all that, yeah, it'll make sure that you can't do anything else. You're stuck with him. 
Jack's just jealous because I've never asked him and I never will. <laughs> as, long, as long as the money's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll buy you a beer. <laughs> Adam pays him favours, not money. <laughs> Worth the weight in gold. <laughs> All right, lads. Thank you so much for coming on. We, uh, yeah, I was, I really enjoyed that. And um, good luck on the weekend. And uh, yeah, go well. And we'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll chat to you soon. Thanks for having us. Thank you, thank you. Cheers, boys. Cheers. Top lads. Top boy. Yeah. Awesome. God, I'd, you'd be all right if you had a dad like Sonny, wouldn't it? Oh, mate. You, you, like I said, I mean, you know, when you're at school and you're like, oh, my dad could beat your dad. Jamal could <laughs> yeah, say that yeah. massive confidence, couldn't he? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. No, nah, it was I, nice yeah. to see him. Mean, yeah, it was really nice to see how proud you could. Obviously, people listening can't see it, but the. Even when he was just kind of like reminiscing about that time in the shed, seeing his son, you could see he was getting a bit, you know, emotional. So, uh, yeah, fucking, yeah, it's heartwarming to see. Really good. Awesome. And, um, geez, I knew, I, I, I bang on about Jamal quite a lot because I've, I've, I've seen, I've played against him a few times and he's absolutely unbelievable. He's usually the best player on the pitch. Um, did not realise he played at that high level and he played with those guys. I don't, as again, I don't know if you, uh, if, if the union boys listening in know the, the names that he's read out there but they are starting Queenslanders and they are 20, 21, 22 and they're the future of the Queensland rugby team and he's he's played with all those boys at under 16, under 18 levels so that is seriously, seriously impressive level that he's played out there so um, no, that was awesome really, really good to to talk to those boys and and yeah, wish him well on the weekend, it's going to be a cracker it's going to be a cracking game, jealous that you're, uh, you're going there Jonesy yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it. And like I said, um, it'd be nice to, to get a chat and uh, see some people on the sidelines and uh, get some feedback. But yeah, looking forward to seeing how Jamal goes and actually seeing him play. So uh, yeah, looking forward to that. Oh, well, I've given him the bigger now, so uh, he better play well. But um, yeah, sure. and then make sure you get, make sure you take that microphone into the pub afterwards as well. We don't just want normal standard rugby chat. We want to hear what they actually think when they're, four, five, ten beers down. So uh, make sure you're on you're on it, mate. Oh, I'm sure there's gonna be a load of abuse thrown at Tom's Tom's direction. <laughs> uh which is probably gonna be a little bit kind of I'm gonna kind of segue into that and but yeah, it's gonna be be good fun. So the ne- the next pod I'm hoping we can get the, the technicality sorted and we can have some decent uh, have some, some funny videos or some funny sound bites or whatever. But uh, yeah it's a good it's gonna be a good weekend of rugby this weekend. Awesome. Right. That was uh, that was the league bit done. Thanks to Sonny and, and Jamal for coming on. Really appreciate that. It was good good to chat with them. But now Tom and Ben are back in back in the room. How are you? How are you boys doing? Tom, start with you. I'm good. Just uh, impressed about how good Jamal is at rugby. Yeah, he's playing. It all makes <laughs> it all makes sense now from watching him play. And yeah. It, it must be a pretty brutal childhood playing with those boys. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, um, growing up playing rugby league in the north of Queensland—that's not, that's not going to be an easy ride, is it? So, uh, no wonder he's hard. I remember the first thing that people were saying was he's thin, but he's hard, and we were like, "All right, yeah, okay." But he is. Makes sense now. Yeah, I remember when I, me and Ed went to watch league uh Lister against uh Oslo or whatever the Oslo team it's called and uh Johnson was playing and uh Jamal smashed Johnson yeah. and Johnson yeah. loved it and he just 
went for Jamal for the rest of the game. And Jamal and Johnson just like butted heads. It was amazing. It was like, it was so physical that game. I saw Ben get smashed backwards. Like, all, all 150 kilos or 200 kilos. I don't even know how many kilos Ben weighs, but they all flew backwards at a rate of knots. And I didn't think that was possible. I think Ben was airborne as well. I think he was at least two meters off the ground. <laughs> that usually takes a crane to get Ben that high off the ground. But no, these league boys smashed him back. So yeah, I just, I'm glad I'm, I'm glad I play football as a kid now. I don't think I fancy growing up. <laughs> Getting the lights banged out of me in there. Was it Queensland? The north? I don't even know where that place is. It sounds odd. North of the north, north of Australia, isn't it? Or just kind of north east. But yeah. Sometimes I look at rugby league and think, how can you send your kid to play that sport? Yeah. No, it's like, savage, isn't it? <laughs> it's brutal. You know, you just pick them up from the nursery. Like, how oh, is it there? Yeah, don't care. Go rugby league. <laughs> that was um yeah it's a good sport and i think for anyone who hasn't watched the nrl grand final happened this weekend between uh penrith panthers and, and the brisbane broncos for anyone who just is interested in rugby or interested in sport in general go watch the highlights of that game it was absolutely wild and uh one of the best performances i think there's ever been from an athlete in the last 20 minutes of that game for Nathan Cleary, the Penrith Panthers captain. I won't tell you what happened, but just he was ridiculous. And uh, it's well worth going to have a watch if you like rugby or just sport in general. It was unreal. Right. Ben, how are you doing, mate? Yeah, I'm all right. Hopefully this actually works. (laughs) And you can hear me and all that. (laughs) Um, Good. Yeah, no, all good. You want to say anything about Tom thinking you weigh 150 kilos? I don't know if it's good or bad. I haven't really worked that out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he's like picking me up or just trying to make the little strong boys look five times the size that they actually were. <laughs> But yeah, as soon as as soon as she started talking about that cats game, I knew exactly where it was going. I just I just remember Johnson going absolutely leveled by Jamal, then coming up to me afterwards and being like, "What?" Was that? <laughs> <laughs> just standing there like I don't know. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I I guess on the other side of things, yeah. We were chatting pretty much constantly through the NRL grand final. I think, yeah, there was some union on that day, but that was or the day before and that day, but that was probably the game of the weekend for me. Yeah. Uh, across both goats, it was just, it was outrageous. Like uh, three, three tries in 10 minutes by the same player, and then somehow you still lose. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, unbelievable. 16 points up, absolutely crazy, mental. No, it was unreal. It was an unreal game. And uh, you realise that Australian Rugby Union is absolutely fat when you tune into the NRL and you watch the NRL because it is a different level. And Australian Union is never going to get there, unfortunately, I don't think. Um, it's ridiculous. It's an amazing competition. I highly recommend anyone watching it. If you care about rugby at all, it's it's brilliant. 
Um, right, let's talk about some some other rugby. Jonesy, you were in you were in the other the other codes national camp. Vice captain in vice captain in the team this weekend. How were you? How was that? Yeah, good. Um, yeah, so we were at a camp uh, first camp in lead up to the game against uh, Latvia on the November the eleventh. Um, so yeah, we we were put through our paces. We've got a lot of physical stuff, uh, a lot of close contact uh, on a very boggy pitch down at Bolslocker. Uh, but yeah, good good effort put in by the by the boys. Uh, really interesting, good good session from the coaches. Richie and Rob did a good job down there, and uh, yeah, looking forward to the next camp in Bergen uh, on the couple of weeks now. I think it is. Um, yeah, so it, yeah, it was good. Um, I, I don't necessarily like going to Oslo, to be honest with you. But uh, it's, it has to be done. The only thing I do like about being in Oslo is that you there's there's a lot of places for breakfast. Stavanger, there's not a lot of places you can get breakfast, and it's my favourite thing to go out for is breakfast. So it's a really nice place that um, is ready for breakfast. And stayed at Ed's missus's place. She got a nice place there and watched the uh, rugby on the projector there with my son. Um, so that was really nice. Um, yeah, uh, but yeah, it was good. Good weekend. A lot of driving. Um, but uh, yeah, looking forward to uh, seeing how the boys go in the next camp because there's a bit of competition for, for shirts now, which is nice. Awesome, sounds good. I want to get you in a room with whoever is the groundsman or whoever's responsible for VODs look at because so far on this pod, I think there's been four different times where you complain about the pitch. It's either boggy or hard or sandy or or anything. So you, mate, uh, you, I don't think you've got a groundsman. It's, and if he is, you need to sack him. Honestly, <laughs> it's the worst pitch in the. It's the worst pitch I've ever played. It was sunny. You're sweating, but then you go on the floor and you're like, you, you, you're going to drown. It was horrendous. And I only bought like normally when I go to camp, I bring a couple of t-shirts per day, and then like we're doing two sessions. I used four t-shirts in the first on the on the Saturday, and I had to let them dry out. It's just it's not good enough, you know. It's not good enough. You need to. Is there a groundsman? Don't know, got no idea, mate. If it is, it's it's Sargano, it's not us. Sargano's fault. Blame Sargano. Yeah, we can blame Sargano. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's normally the I'm pretty sure it's the commune. Yeah, the community. Yeah. yeah. But it's yeah, you're definitely right. You you're wrong on what you need to bring. You don't take your t shirts, you need like two rash vests for when <laughs> you go surfing or something. Something <laughs> slide across and slide across the pitch for like Slide across it during training. Everyone, everyone be jealous. Yeah, I'll just bring my shoehorn and a, and a wetsuit next time. I think. <laughs> I'm sorry, mate. We don't. We can't all have you know Stavanger oil money where they have you know the nicely manicured pitch with the professional you know facilities. Sorry about that, mate. Wasn't that, wasn't it that, that one that uh, that hitch hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy? Where's the one with the with the like the wetsuit and these giant flip flops and like yeah, the goggles and all that sort of stuff. Well, you need a vodka and I should go all in. <laughs> <laughs> Horrendous, yeah. But um, yeah, looking forward to this weekend. I think we're everyone in Stavanger is a Bergen supporter this weekend. Bergen are playing Sargana, uh, and if Bergen win one of their next games, then we're definitely in the final. So we're all rooting for. For Bergen this weekend, um, to 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 beat Sargana, so that's going to be an interesting game, I think, because they're both very forward orientated. Uh, the pitch would suggest that it will be a forwards orientated game. Um, 
so yeah, it's going to be going to be interesting to to see what goes on there. So what are the permutations now? So you're you're saying if Bergen if Bergen win one of their two games, you're definitely in the final. If Sargon win this weekend, are they in the final? Yeah. So if if, if Sargon win, they have, they put they put the the table up, but then they've taken it down again because I think it was wrong. So right. I'm not actually sure exactly who, what points people are on. But from my understanding, um, if Sargon win by a bonus point, they've secured a place in the final. Uh, and then it's down to whether Trondheim, then then the other one will be either be Trondheim or Stavanger, and Trondheim have to beat Bergen, uh, and that's I think that, that game's two weeks before the final itself. So um, yeah, uh, I think yeah, that's what it, that's what that's what it is basically. So right. but if, if so, if Bergen beats Sargener, um, then Sargener then have to hope that Trondheim win. Uh, if Sargener beat uh, Bergen, we have to hope that Trondheim lose. Right. Okay. Yeah. Nice. All very complicated, but yeah, it's about as clear as the mud on Volslocker. <laughs> um, you know, if you guys got a bonus point for the walkover against Dallas. Oh, don't um, bring it up, Ben. Don't bring it up. I don't think we did, which is which. Uh, that that's why I think they took the the. the the table down because if we'd have got that bonus point we'd definitely be in there honestly i'm raging these guys are just calling they're giving they're giving me every sort of profanity on the thing uh i'm gonna i'm just gonna mute myself now i'm just i see steam i see steam coming out of the mullet i can see it yeah (laughs) um right so we've got yeah bergen saga this weekend that'll be a huge game that'll be a really really big game um so we've got two i mean the final of the league and Bergen versus Saga this weekend. That's awesome. But we've also have another East versus West fixture coming up. Adam, are you captain in the West again? Uh, I haven't been hasn't been confirmed. I'm I'm hoping so. Uh, but just for those of you who are kind of sitting on the fence or having another look at the sign up sheet, I'm sure we'll we could put one on the Waste Eye Rugby for um, a link to it as well. But Numbers at the moment, uh, we could do with a few more numbers, especially from the East. Um, we have quite a good uptake from West players. Uh, but the East guys, if you can have a look at that and clear your schedules, uh, obviously it's the deciding fixture. Um, currently the East are, because it's an aggregate, um, points aggregate. So the East beat the West by three points in the last game. So that means they go into the game with a 3-0 lead effectively, uh, which is gonna be, it's going to be played in Bergen on the 4th of November. So, um, yeah, you guys who are not sure what you're doing on the 4th of November, get yourself, put your name down. Uh, if there's numbers enough, we're going to have a development game as well. So just a big call out uh, to anyone that wants to play a good game of rugby. And then obviously there's going to be a good social after it as well with everybody uh, around, uh, in, uh, around the union set up is going to be there. So, yeah, get your names down, get, get your interest in and let's make this a big event. Awesome. Sounds good. 4th of November in Bergen. 3-0, that's the slim lead, isn't it? That's slim. So, uh, yeah, for all the t- all the shit talking we did about how shit the West are and how, how the East are going to bag them, they've really got a 3-0 lead going into that game. So it's going to be going to be a close one. Tom, are you you going to travel over for that one, mate? You've been doing a lot of running, playing football. No, I'm not going to travel down to play <laughs> for the West or the East. East is now I'd play for. Yeah, I'm not going to play for them. No, I need to make no. it fair. 
make it a fair fight, so I'll I'll step <laughs> aside. Try getting Jamal. Try getting Jamal in, but the the international games that weekend, unfortunately, so can't. Yeah. Well, we all know you Oslo boys don't like to travel outside of Oslo, don't we? So, um, yeah, that's that's what we're having a problem with at the moment, trying to get some of these people to sign up. Or, no, I was or... We're not Oslo boys anymore, mate. Jack, I'm uh, Christian Sun and Tom's up north, up in the dick, so we're not Oslo boys anymore, mate. Yeah, Woods and Oslo, always in Oslo, mate. Um, <laughs> but I think I think it's personally, and uh, hopefully this uh, fight sparks a fire in someone's body, I think it's just because all the East guys saw how well we were played the last game and they're really scared that we're going to get one over them. So uh, come and prove me wrong, guys. Uh, and it's an opportunity to knock my head off if you don't like me um, and you want to want to give me some. Uh, come, come and... Uh, come and Come and smack me on the pitch. Be nice. You're the golden opportunity. I think if Tom said he was playing for the West, I think about 50 players would sign up. So he was playing 10 for the West. I reckon the whole of Oslo would sign up for that game. <laughs> right. I think we're 12 signed up for that at the moment for East. So definitely some rib trip treatment. Yeah. Get signed up for that one because uh, it's not over. We gave it the big in at the start of it with, yeah, especially Tom gave it the big in, but it's not over. Two rounds. I for- forgot that it was only that it was two rounds. And it was an aggregate score, so three points. That's not a lot, is it? So we need to get we need to get people up there to get the to get the W and make Jonesy sad when Savannah don't get to the final and when his beloved West lose. So that would be. Uh, I don't dead. swear. I don't swear much. We'll get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so glad I'm not going to play against him for ages. It's going to be great. Um, right. Reluctantly, I think I'm going to have to move on to this weekend's action in the World Cup. But more specifically, because there wasn't any real proper games in the World Cup this week, the fantasy rugby. I think. Both Adam, Ben and I had pretty bad weeks this week. I slipped from top of the tree down to fifth. And I think Ben and Adam, you didn't fare too much better, did you? No, I went down I went from fifth down to eighth. And Ben, I think I was sitting down to thirteenth. <laughs> Ooh. I think yeah, anyone that anyone that didn't pick Darcy Graham uh is has slipped down some. That's but, mad, isn't it? That's mad how one player can can do the league like that yeah who's sitting uh, top of the tree now Adam at the moment we've got uh, Jürgen Jürgen's uh, sitting pretty at the top there now Um, he had Darcy Graham as his captain he got 390 just for him did really well there well I've been in touch Um, Flying Celestian no no what is it Um, the fungus one what's his name Um, Sinless Fungus has been in touch. He's made nice. himself one. Sinless Fungus is Ben Aidsund, who lives in Oslo but plays for Beak. Um, with loads of tats and uh, big earrings and stuff like that. So he's been in touch and he, he was really happy about my uh, dad joke about him being a fun guy. Uh, Sinless Fungus is now actually up in ninth, doing quite well. Still haven't heard who this Flying Celestian is yet, though. Uh, like I said, still sitting in 44, Mr. Consistent. Uh, Death. <laughs> Dennis is sitting down there at forty-five. I think we've we've had a we've had a, a new a new member come in, but I don't know who it is. And Isaac's still at forty-three. So there's some consistent bottom bottom feeders there, boys. 
some bin juice that is just sitting at the bottom. Uh, but yeah, Jurgen and Dream McQueen, which is actually Gavin. He's the uh, uh, Mr. Mango Girls team coach. Uh, he's sitting in in there at second now, and Angus has been moved down to to fourth. So yeah, it's uh, all to play for. It's going to be tough though. I think like obviously you only get a certain amount to pick going into the quarterfinals. Obviously, it's going to be all the best the best players playing. They're going to be more- yeah. How does doesn't seem doesn't seem like there's going to be too many massive points as well there's been quite a lot of big points in the in the pool stages there's no going to be there's going to be no 96 tens in the quarters apart from new zealand beating ireland obviously but apart from that there's going to be no uh huge points i don't think so i don't think we'll get many players scoring 400 points in a game anymore but um no i think you just you can choose it's just from whatever players they have, and then the, the the less teams there are, obviously the maximum amount of players from each team you can pick goes up. So I think it's three now, and then maybe in the quarters it goes up to four or something, and then in the semis it's maybe six, and then obviously the final would be half and half, I guess. So yeah, that would be interesting to see. I'm hoping I can pull myself back up, drag myself back up with a good week this week, but. I've had a few close. I've had a few near misses. I nearly put Darcy Graham in, and then I didn't have enough points. So I thought, oh fuck it, I'll just keep staying in instead. And that was a massive mistake. Last week I took out Arundel and put Malins in. That was a huge mistake. So I've 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 been in a bad mood <laughs> because of that. I never thought um, the Scotland rugby team could put me in a worse mood than it has before when we're not playing them, but they've put me in a bad mood this week. So, uh, yeah. Well, I'd just like to, I'm interested just to go around the room. Um, I'll start with you, Ben. Um, at this stage now, watching all the rugby you've watched in the World Cup, who's going to win it? Who's going to win the World Cup? I reckon France. You're going to go with France? Interesting. Okay, nice. Tom, same question to you, mate. BG. <laughs> they got no structure, mate. You're laughing now, but they're going to win it. No mentality. You reckon Fiji? Uh, interesting, controversial, uh, which is un- uh, unlike you, Tom. Um, Jack, who do you reckon, mate? Wales. Nah. Uh, I've got to go with Frat. I've got to go with France, but I've got a horrible feeling South Africa are going to win it again. But I'm going to go with France. All right, so we got we got two France. France. Do you know what? I'm uh, I'm going to say uh, I'm going to say New Zealand. You know, just because I do think France or or South Africa, but just because you said that, Jack, I'm not going to go with you. I'm going to go with I'm going to go with New Zealand because I think everyone's written them off. And you look at the the pounding they gave Italy. And if you look at the other teams that played Italy, haven't given that much of a pounding. I think they're a sleeping dog. Um, I think England will get to the semis, uh, but I think I think New Zealand are going to win it. Interesting. Yeah. Right, we've got a couple of minutes left. Nothing really happened in the rugby this weekend, but there's one massive game coming up in uh, the weekend coming, and it's Ireland versus Scotland. We'll just preview this for, for a couple of minutes. What a game this is going to be. At least I hope it's going to be a great game. I hope Ireland don't just batter them, which I can also see happening. But I hope this is going to be a massive game. Scotland beat Ireland by eight points. Scotland is through and Ireland are out, I think. 
Um, it doesn't get bigger than this, does it? For a pool match. Uh, I reckon uh, Scotland are going to get smashed. <laughs> like, I, I think it's... I don't, I don't think it's even going to be close. Yeah. I'm trying to hype it up, but I kind of agree with you. Yeah. Scotland, like, you look at them at World Cups, apart from when they had that ridiculous game against Australia, they always choke. Like, they went out to Japan in the last World Cup. Like, like that was a rubbish game for them as well. And, yeah, I reckon they're just going to get done by about 20, 25 points. I think Ireland will just come out with guns blazing and try and get the job done and send out a statement. Right. A statement when they lose to New Zealand in the quarterfinal. Yeah, let's let's see. New Zealand, I don't know. I think I think they spent all their energy on Italy, mate. <laughs> they're done. Uruguay is gonna just send them over the edge and then they're <laughs> sit, sit, sit in duck for the Irish. But um, yeah, I mean, Finn Russell hasn't been Finn Russell so far this World Cup. If he turns it on, do you think they've got a shot, Adam? What do you think? I think when Finn Russell turns it on, that Scotland have always got a chance. Um, but I was I was I was quite impressed with the the, the back three in the last game against Scotland. I was talk, talking about this today at work and. I think since like Stuart Hogg's gone, I think it's allowed some of the other guys to kind of shine a bit. Obviously, Darcy Graham was un- unbelievable. That, but that stain he's, he's playing all right. Well, he looks solid there. Um, I, I think it's going to be a really good game. I, th- I think it's uh, you know um, it's it's certainly shaping up for a, a decent game. I loved what uh, Razzy Rasmus came out on Twitter and said just about being able to sit back and just. Um, have the knowledge that they're number one in the world and that they're going through no pretty much no matter what. <laughs> so I was quite interested. I love that. Yeah. Um, but no, it's, it, it, Finn Russell is just like he's the ultimate maverick, isn't he? So if he uh, if he can turn it on, I think anything can happen. What would you do, Tom, if you were Gregor Townsend? And it seems like you can either go sort of because you know Ireland are going to kick the fuck out of it, and you know Ireland are going to play a pragmatic game. Do you pick a team that is going to counter that, that is a bit more safe? Do you pick Stain? Do you pick Chris Harris? You know, those kind of players? Or do you just go full noise and just chuck in all the attacking players you can and just go full Scotland? Finn Sanity, whatever they call it, the 38-38 second of what do you do? <laughs> I'm not picking Chris Harris. I wouldn't even know we're in the squad. <laughs> He's not even good at defending. Uh, some pundit said it somewhere once, and so I made a tackle. And he's got this fake reputation for being a good defensive player. Chris Harris is useless. There was a reason he never got capped for England. It's because he wasn't good enough. Like <laughs> he's a liar, he's not a mate. good player. Yeah, d- don't ask me how. Don't ask me how. So Chris Harris definitely not playing him. Stain, like, don't really care. Like, no, like, what is he? Like, he's not really anything, is he? He's not really that good. Like, he's just not that good. He won't play for any other top-tier nation. He's rubbish. So you've got to go, guys. you just got to pick players that can score points. You've got to score eight more points than Ireland. Don't worry about defending. Just go full noise. Whoever you think can score the most points, put them on and just hope they make a tackle. Yeah. But I wouldn't be worried about conceding points. It's, we've got to 
Like to start with, scoring eight points against Ireland is pretty hard. But how many did South Africa manage? Yeah, eight. Yeah, you know, I, and then you've got to score eight more than them. Yeah, you've got to just go all out attack and just hope. Like, so any pragmatic any, isn't going to help. So, any budding coaches out there, you've heard it from the Oracle himself. Just pick your best players and score more than them. <laughs> Pretty much. But, uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be coaching defense during the week. That's just. Like, I don't. It's, but I don't get it. It's like you have to score eight more points. If that's if that's your goal, you have to attack. You can't try and be Ireland by. We'll hold them. Well, that's why I think it's going to be. Really, that's why I think it's going to be a good game because obviously that could that could open up holes for Ireland. So as a, as a neutral, I think it's going to be a good game because Scotland have got to go for it, and then Ireland will probably counter. I think going pragmatic means you definitely lose if you're Scotland. I think they definitely lose if they go pragmatic. I think they could get away with it if Ireland hit an early get an early red card, maybe a couple of sim bins. And they have a wild patch of like 20 minutes where they're running like four or five tries. And then the two Simbins come back on and then Ireland slowly grind them down again. That's the only way I can see them getting an eight point lead and holding it. But I don't, I don't, I don't see it happening. I just see it being a 15 elves whitewash. It's going to be carnage. It's going to be like a bloodbath. It's going to be the most one, it's going to be one of the most one sided games of rugby where we think there's going to be competition. It's not competitive, this game. It's just not. So. Ireland are going to destroy him. Because it, you get in, because it is literally like do or die for Scotland. They're going to die, Ben. They're going to die <laughs> hard. They're going to die hard and fast. But that's the point, is that they'll they'll grind it for 60-odd minutes and then they have to chase the game. Then they're done. That's, uh, that's when you get Ireland put on 20 points, 25 points, because Scotland would have to chase. Actually, what Ireland already had Scotland needs to chase. They're already open, so they should lose by a lot. What I'd do is I'd start Kyle Stain and Chris Harris, and I'd say you got one job, lads. And I'd have two good players on the bench. I'd say you got one job, lads. You're going to carry the ball and you're going to run at first into someone's shoulder and get knocked out in the most horrific way possible. So then you're coming off. He's getting a red or going to the bunker or whatever. Take you off, and then we can put our good players on to replace you after. <laughs> Sacrificial lamb. Yeah, literally. I'd be like, you've got to just jump into someone's shoulders. Or, like, don't no sudden ditch. Just make sure that shoulder hits you in the face. And then go down, squeal, make sure like the ref catches it. We get into the bunker. Bunker does whatever the bunker does, apart from ruining the game. And then, yeah, that's the only way they're going to win. Now, this is just going to, it's going to be awful to watch. It's just going to be utter destruction. Ireland. Because the other thing we're thinking like Scotland have to win. Ireland see this as they have to win. They are coming. This is basically a last sixteen game, isn't it? Really? Yeah. Ireland are going to destroy them. Oh, it's going to be awful. <laughs> Not even sure I'm going to watch it. Great. Looking forward to this one, everyone. Get buzzed. Get buzzed for this game. You've heard it here first. Don't bother watching it. It's going to be a. It's going to be a warning. I really, really hope Scotland score first. I really do. I think my th- my thing is either Scotland just come out and just do crazy shit and, and get a good lead and then Ireland peg them back or Ireland batter them, get really far ahead and then it'd be like the England game and then Ireland switch off a bit and then Scotland just go mad. But I, yeah, I can't see anything other than Ireland winning comfortably, unfortunately. I hope it's a good game. I really do. 
interesting. Like you say, was it Finn Russell is the Maverick or whatever? Uh, Johnny Sexton, he has the most tries by a fly half in this tournament so far at uh, three. So maybe he's the Maverick after all. I can't stand Johnny Sexton. <laughs> I'd love him if he was on my team, but I can't stand him uh, on my team. So, no. But that is interesting. I I think he's Tom's like a uh, professional sport spirit animal. <laughs> explain explain yourself, Ben. Explain yourself. Spiritual animal. What do you mean by that? Oh, shit. Um, <laughs> Mike was off. But you know, like how you have like a spirit animal, like my spirit animal is a dog or whatever. His professional sport spirit animal is Johnny Sexton. He encompasses all of the things that like are Tom's spirit in an athlete. The what? Uh, the raw, I feel like just the combative nature. <laughs> being a shit, basically. <laughs> yeah, being an absolute shit out. <laughs> uh, and then letting other people fight your battles for you. Is that what yeah, you Yeah, yeah, It's love of back chat, but then pushing <laughs> other people in the way. <laughs> and those yeah. weird, those weird squinty eyes that are a bit too close together as well. Yeah. <laughs> like that Futurama <laughs> Jack, how many bonus points do Ireland need or does Scotland need to qualify? Got no idea, mate. Don't know why you're asking me. Oh, do you know, Ben, how many bonus points that uh, Ireland or Scotland need? I think uh, Ireland, Ireland, Scotland need to win and not, and Ireland can't get a bonus point, I think. Yeah. Uh, But what if one of those teams forfeited the game? <laughs> end the pod yeah. end the pod right i think on that note we once again thanks to sonia jamal and uh good luck with them let's hope they go well it's a good game on the weekend between the in the league grand finals and uh thanks to tom and ben and adam as usual and we will see you next week bye bye Bye.